0: Welcome to the Family Life Church Podcast. We are so excited that you're joining us today. Our hope today is that this podcast brings life to you and that you leave this message encouraged, equipped, and empowered to live the amazing life God designed for you. So good to be with you today on this Sunday. As you know, for the next two weeks, today and next week, we're going to be out of the building letting them get a lot of stuff done in our construction project. But we're glad to be joining you here uh, via video today. Now settle in, grab your Bible, grab some notes. We're gonna keep talking about the post, the cross, and the stone. Talking about the suffering, the crucifixion, and the resurrection of Christ.
1: Yeah, the post is where Jesus was whipped, where he took stripes upon his back so that we could have healing. We all know that the cross is where he took on the sin of the entire world. And when he did that, he was our substitute. And because of Jesus dying on the cross for us, we no longer have to pay the penalty of death for our sin. Yeah. And then the stone, when he rolled the stone away, that represented what he had done. He had gone to hell and took the keys of death, hell and the grave, rose out of the grave triumphant. And because of Jesus, we now have the honor of carrying his name, walking in his authority. And that is what the stone represents.
0: And so highly encourage you to go back and catch the first two weeks of this series. A couple weeks ago on Easter Sunday when we started talking about the good news that Jesus said in John 10, 10 and Luke 4, 18 that I've come to bring the good news. And we simply laid out on that a whole session talking about the fact that the good news is the opposite of whatever bad news it is that we might be (laughs) facing, right? right? So Jesus paid the price and fought and won hard victories for our good news. Yeah. Last week, we started talking then about How the good news and the bad news relate to blessing and cursing. That blessings are good news and cursings are bad news. I know that sounds elementary but it's so important to make the distinction between what a blessing is and a curse is. And so we spent some time on that last week and we connected blessing to obedience and we connected curses to disobedience. We saw what happened in the garden, go back and watch that message, pick up on all that. But that's the foundation we're going to kind of lean into today as we start taking a look at the post. And we're gonna spend some time talking about the post, the post being the whipping post that Jesus went to. So let's pick up here on a couple of scriptures. Now, as I said, you need to grab some paper and a Bible because we're gonna cover a lot of scriptures. So if you can't keep up and turn it in the Bible, then you can write them down, go back and look them up for yourself. We're gonna cover a lot of the word of God.
1: You know, what I love about this series is that as we go through life, we all will experience bad news. And so what some of this, uh, the series is meant to do is to give us, equip us with knowledge from the word of God. Like how can the God's word be applicable to my life right now when bad news interrupts my life? What are my rights? What do I do? Do I have to just deal with it? Like how do I have authority over it? And so you know, that's why we do encourage you take notes, let this sink in and let's study this out because we don't have to just bear bad news. We have good news to replace the bad news.
0: And we want to be like super crystal clear. Like this is one thing we want to avoid with everything inside of us. And that is to mislabel bad news as good news so that we allow bad news to stick around. If we get a bad report, If we hear bad news, we get get information from our boss, maybe it's about a job or it's about our health or whatever it is that we're facing that's bad news. We want to be sure that we are never saying, oh no, this is good news. No, it's bad news. God can make good from it, but that does not make the news good. And so we want to do everything we can to uh, be sure that we're clear. So when bad news comes, we fight the good fight of faith to shift out of bad into good, out of the curse and the blessing. Yes. All right, so we're going to talk today a little bit about the post. What has Jesus done for us in terms of physical healing? Maybe today you're fighting symptoms, you're fighting sickness. Maybe you've gotten a diagnosis. Maybe you're hearing things from your doctor, beginning to feel things in your body. You don't know what's going on. Uh, or maybe you do know what's going on and it's, and it's serious. Maybe it's not serious. Maybe it's just a little bit here and there, pains that you're starting to feel. It's like, what is this all about? Well, Jesus fought and won the victory for our physical healing, yes. that in our bodies we can be healed.
1: Not just our physical body, but also our emotional body, things of the mind, things of our emotions, and things of our physical body. Um, But all of this is included in in the healing power of Jesus, what he came and became our substitute for, so that we don't have to bear things that are part of the curse, but we could actually live in life that Jesus brought abundant life yeah. beyond what we can think or imagine is what John ten ten says so we are excited to share with you some of what the word shows us about the post the reality as believers as we say yes to jesus these are rights from the word of god that we have regarding being able to walk in physical healing emotional health and also mental health
0: yeah so let's go back to the idea of the curse right so we talked last week about the curse deuteronomy 28 really is your resource for understanding the difference between blessings and curses. In the second half of Deuteronomy from verse 15 on to 61, it lays out multiple, multiple, multiple examples of curse. And most of them have to do with physical ailment. I mean, right down to fever, hot fever, rashes, you name it, I mean, it's, it's all in there. Right. And then verse 61 very specifically says this, that not only is the curse all those things, but it's all those sicknesses and diseases as well as any we don't know about yet. Really, literally, verse 61 is sort of like a blanket statement to cover whatever else might come down the pike in the, in the human experience yes. that, it did, that were not known then. It says all these known diseases and the ones we don't know about are all a part of the curse. So
1: anything that comes to steal from your health, your physical well-being, your emotional stability and and well-being, or your mental well-being. Anything that comes to steal from that is considered a part of the curse. Yeah,
0: so John 10.10, Jesus said, I came to give you life and life more abundantly. One translation says to give you life, a rich and satisfying life. But the other half of John 10.10 said that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And we know that sickness And disease is a thief. Yes. It robs people of time. It robs people of money. It robs people of life. It cuts short life that should not be cut short. It robs homes of fathers and mothers and brothers and sisters. It's a thief that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And Jesus said, I have come to rescue you from that thief to give you a rich and satisfying life. So So those things are under the curse. So we're gonna look today a little bit at how Jesus did that. How did he do that? And what does it mean to us? So I want to begin here in uh, Galatians chapter three and verse 10. And the first thing we're going to do is sort of lay out the idea that disobedience carries with it punishment. All right, so disobedience carries with it punishment. Galatians that was, three.:
1: That was a message from last week. Yeah. So if you need to catch up and go listen to that, it'd be great foundational understanding.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yes. So Galatians 3:10. For as many as are of the works of the law. Now remember that God created a law for us to get back to blessing. We quickly found out 613 laws, all these things we had to do, just people couldn't keep up with it. So they were not getting back to the blessing. For as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse. For it is written, cursed is everyone who does not continue in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. All right, so first we see that the law, following the law is how we get back to blessing and out of curse. But uh, getting, getting out of curse, back to blessing, man, proved to be a real task. And so Galatians is showing us here that everyone who continues in trying to do law and not getting it done is under the curse. Yes. All right, so incredibly important. Now let's look at Matthew chapter 27 and verse 26. Now, Jesus is, uh, has been captured. He's on trial, he's been tried. He's now with Pilate and Pilate is trying him, finds no fault in him, but the people are clamoring uh, for Jesus to be crucified and Barabbas to be released. So Pilate relents to the pressure of the people. And this is what Matthew 27 and 26 says, is that, that he then, Pilate then released Christ for them. He released Barabbas and having scourged Jesus, so he had Jesus scourged, delivered him to be crucified, all right? So we see in here that before Christ is crucified, he's scourged, all right? So John 19 and one. John 19 and one says that then Pilate took Jesus and flogged him. So we have flogging, we have scourging. These are things that happened prior to the cross, All right, So, scourging and flogging. And then Mark 15 and 15 says that so Pilate, wishing to satisfy the crowd, released for them Barabbas, and having scourged Jesus, he delivered him to be crucified. All right, So Jesus, we see here, before he's crucified, is scourged. This is the post, the whipping post, where he was scourged and flogged prior to his crucifixion. This is the first step in what Christ has purchased for me and you. The thing he suffered, the victory he won, was first at the post. So what's the significance then of the post? Well, let's continue to read here. Romans chapter six, verse 23 says this, for the wages of sin is death, All right? So what are the wages of sin? What does that mean? Well, the punishment of sin, sin is willful disobedience. So disobedience carries with it the punishment of death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. That's what Romans goes on to say, Romans 6, 23. For the wages, the punishment of sin is death, All right? So we know that Christ on his way to taking the punishment of our sin was death, that in this process then, there's a punishment also for all the curse. But the curse is not only death, but the curse is also, how can I say it? A non-life life. life. Uh, The the curse is also the stolen life, that sickness, disease steals from us.
1: Oppressive life. Oppressive
0: life, ties our money up in hospital bills, ties our time up in laying around when we should be up and going and doing things, causes us to be in worry and anxiety, it brings on fear and all kinds of things. So it absolutely is a, it's punishing us is what is happening, right? So the wages of sin is death. And now because of that disobedience, we have to deal with sickness and disease, all right? So let's look at Psalm chapter 89, verses 31 and 32. This is what God says, it says, "'If they do not obey my decrees, and fail to keep my commandments, then I will punish their sin with the rod and their disobedience with beating, right? So we got punishment with the rod. We have beating as a result of disobedience. We have Jesus being scourged and flogged by Pilate, right? So we see this parallel. God is saying this is how the disobedience is gonna be punished. It's gonna be punished with the rod, and by their disobedience with with beating, all right? So let's go to Hebrews chapter two and verse two. We're just establishing the foundation here that disobedience carries with it punishment. Hebrews 2, two. For the message God delivered through angels has always stood firm, and every violation of the law and every act of disobedience was punished. All right, so we have punishment connected to disobedience. And in fact, as we read backward, that punishment looked like beating, being hit with a rod. We recognize that Jesus was scourged, he was flogged. All right, so we see this parallel with this beating and the rod that's going on and what Jesus endured with the flogging. In fact, when you tell us a little bit about scourging and flogging?
1: Sure, so as part of what a criminal's punishment would be, uh, the Romans would scourge him according to custom. And basically, it would they would scourge a criminal before the criminal was put to death. And the scourging was done um, with a whip that was made of uh, strips of leather, but on the, on the bottom of the leather uh, were pieces of metal like zinc and iron, even bones or hooks. And so as they would whip someone with that, it would actually you know, go into their skin. And so basically when it comes to scourging, um, and this is found in Bible history, It says that scourging among the Romans was um, a severe form of punishment and there was no legal limit to the number of blows, deep lacerations, torn flesh, exposed muscles, excessive bleeding would literally leave the criminal half dead. Death was often the result of this cruel type of scourging punishment, but they would try to keep the criminal alive so that the criminal could be brought to public humiliation, really, with uh, their death on the cross. So the scourging that happened was s- extremely severe. It wasn't just you know, someone getting whipped on the back with, with a couple of leather strips. Yeah. It literally tore the flesh off of, a, of the person that was being scourged so much that um, the person would really die but they stopped just short of that so that they could make sure that the person was humiliated on the cross.
0: So if we take this picture, right, this picture of scourging and flogging that Jesus went through, here's a question we have to ask. If the death on the cross was the ultimate fulfillment of the covenant of God, like the, the death of Christ on the cross is what struck the covenant, and we'll get into this in future sessions, struck the covenant for us to have redemption from sin to be forgiven of our sin, restored right relationship with God what happened at the cross. Then what's the point of the post? Why go through all of that at the post if the cross is the ultimate sacrifice of salvation? If the only thing that God was buying for us through Christ was redemption from sin, then why put him through the post? Why put him through the whipping? Well, let's look at Isaiah 53 and verse 10. So this is the end of a series of verses that we'll read here in just a second but this is the last of it. Isaiah 53 and 10 says this, yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He, was, he has put him to grief when you make his soul an offering for sin. Now listen, when you make his soul an offering for sin follows the fact that he bruised him and put him to grief. We know that these words, bruising and grief have to do with pain and sorrow and bruising has to do with the physical body. When we read back to bruising and some of the curses that are, that are in Deuteronomy 28, and some of the grief and sorrow that's associated with that, it has to do with physical sickness and disease. So when Jesus, the Bible says, yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him and to put him to grief. Well, why would it please God to bruise him, to put him to grief, when you know what's gonna follow that flogging and that scourging is his death on the cross and the death on the cross is what's gonna buy our salvation, then what's the point of the beating? Well, let's go backward in Isaiah. Isaiah 53 and verse five. But he was wounded for our transgressions. So what trans, what's a transgression? Transgression is a willful disobedience. So the disobedience carries with it the curse. The curse is everything you read in Deuteronomy chapter 28. All those sicknesses, all those diseases, All I mean, it's like, you got to go read it. Read the stuff that's in there. But he was wounded for our transgression, which brought with it then the sickness and disease. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and by his stripes were healed. So at the post, what Christ was doing is he was taking up on himself with every beat across his back. Every time the whip laid across his skin and laid across his body, he was taking in his body sickness, disease, torment. He was taking all of that because that work is not the work of the redemption of sin. That work is the redemption of malignancies and sickness Sickness and and disease. disease. Taking upon himself stripes so that we don't have to so that we don't have to put up with those things in this life.
1: That's right. You know, Isaiah, that's Isaiah 53. And in Isaiah 52, there is an additional prophecy that talks about the depth of the the punishment that Jesus took. And it says in the New International Version, verse 14, that Jesus' appearance was so disfigured beyond that of any human being, and his form was marred beyond human likeness. Jesus took such beating for us that he was not even recognizable as a human according yeah. to the Word of God. And so when we come up with bad news and we get you know, bad news about sickness or, or we're feeling sickness or pain in our body or there's disease, yeah. something emotionally that we feel so traumatized emotionally that we feel like we are stuck and can't move on in life. Like whatever the situation is, we have to remember, we have a substitute that took such beating for us so that we could be whole. That's what the word says. It says that he received all of that so that by his stripes, we could be healed.
0: So let's look at Deuteronomy 28 as we sort of bring this to a close, verse 22, right? This is the curse side of Deuteronomy. And this is what, listen closely to these words. It says in verse 22, the Lord will strike you with consumption. The Lord will strike you with, constr- with consumption, with fever, with inflammation, with severe burning, fever, with the sword, with scorching, and with mildew. They shall pursue you until you perish. The Lord will change the rain of your land to powder and dust. The Lord will cause you to be defeated before your enemies. The Lord will strike you with the boils of Egypt, with tumors, with the scab, and with the itch from which you cannot be healed. The Lord will strike you with madness, and blindness, and confusion of heart. This is mental disorder, this is mental disease, and the the visual that the Bible is using here is that he's going to strike you, strike you, strike you. So when Jesus is laid at the post, and he is struck, and struck, and struck, Isaiah says that it pleased God to strike him with all the things that you and I would have been struck with, but we don't have to be struck with because Jesus was struck for us. Every one of those strikes represented consumption and fever and boils and all, and all these things, the, the tumors and the itch and the, the madness and the blindness and the confusion of heart. Jesus was struck with those things so that you and I would not have to and by his wounds, by his stripes, you have been healed.
1: Yes,
0: Healing is your right as a believer through Christ Through obedience to Christ, we have moved back into the blessing. And in the blessing, we don't have to endure what Jesus endured for us. By his stripes, you are healed. And we've only just begun to understand what happened at the post. But take this away today. That at the post, prior to the cross, when Jesus was scourged, and he was flogged, and he was beaten, and he was struck, that with every one of those strikes, your healing was being purchased. When the enemy tries to talk you into believing that this sickness is a blessing from God in some weird warped out perverse way, you tell him, no, I don't have to be sick. I do not have to carry this disease. My body is healed by the stripes of Jesus. And you fight it like it's a curse because it is. And you claim your right as a believer to the blessing and the healing that Christ fought and purchased for you. And that's our prayer for you today. We wanna pray for you right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I know today that there are those among us in our church family and beyond, God, that are fighting off sickness and disease. They've gotten a report. They're dealing with symptoms. They've been standing long, Lord, for things that they're believing for. I pray that the truth of this word would come alive to their heart and their spirit right now, Lord, that profoundly it would move upon them and the, just right now where they are, God, that they would feel the presence and the truth of your word and know that by your stripes they are healed, and we speak healing over bodies. In the name of Jesus, we speak healing to your bodies. Sickness, go in Jesus' name. Disease, be driven out in Jesus' name. You have no right, you have no authority. We've been bought and purchased with a price, and by Jesus' stripes we are healed just say this with me right now right where you are by jesus stripes by jesus stripes i am healed i am healed say it again by jesus stripes by jesus stripes i am healed i am I
1: want to healed.
0: encourage you to walk in the blessing grab hold of it walk in it live in it rejoice in what god has done for you through thank you so much for joining us for this podcast our hope is that you are encouraged equipped and empowered to live out the amazing life that God has designed for you. We pray that this message was fresh air to you. If you made a decision to ask Jesus to become the leader of your life, we'd love for you to let us know. Please text the word YES to 740-387-7778. If you'd like to reach out to Family Life Church, please visit our website at yourfamilylife.org. Thank you so much for joining us. Have an amazing day.